Do you ever get stuck when it's time to make a choice? Like you have so many choices or you've researched all the options, you've put them all out on the table. You might even actually enjoy the process of trying to figure out what the best possible choice is, but then you get stuck. It's called analysis paralysis and you feel like you don't know what choice to make. You're not alone. In fact, coming up on the Successful Women Think Differently podcast, I'm going to talk to you about how to get out of that analysis paralysis. Abundance is good, but the truth is overabundance, too much choice, not so good. In fact, it might just be robbing your joy. If you've landed here on this podcast, then I already know two things about you. One, you've probably already accomplished amazing things. And two, you're interested in learning more about improving your personal level of success. This is the Successful Women Think Differently podcast, and I'm your host, Valerie Burton. I'm a personal and executive coach, best-selling author of more than a dozen books, and founder of the Coaching and Positive Psychology Institute. Are you ready to close the gap between where you are now and where you really want to be? Then let's dive into today's episode. Over the years at speaking engagements, sometimes when I am teaching online, there is a question I get probably more than any other. And it tends to go something like this. Valerie, I've got a lot of goals, a lot of things I really want to achieve and accomplish. And I'm excited about all of them, like they're all good. But I don't know which one to pursue first. Like if I choose one that I'm leaving the others behind and I I might actually regret that. I, I might later think I made the wrong choice. How do I choose and how can I be satisfied once I actually make a choice? It's so common. Sometimes it's around businesses that someone wants to start or a particular goal that they have in mind and ideas that they want to see come to life. You know, the truth of the matter is when you have a lot of options, it can be a blessing it can also feel like a curse. For many people, especially for those who are used to success, and I know that's you. I know that's you in part because you're listening to this podcast. And people who listen to podcasts about success tend to already have a certain level of success. You're used to achieving. But oftentimes, that also means that you're afraid of making wrong choices. You're afraid of losing time. You're afraid of investing the energy and the resources that it's going to take in order to carry out an idea or go for a goal, only to find out, oh, maybe it would have been better if I had invested those resources in something else. So what can develop is something that I talk about in Habit 7 of Successful Women Think Differently, the book. The, the habit in, uh, in the book uh, in habit number seven is simply called don't be a maximizer. Now that might sound like, you mean don't be a maximizer? Isn't maximizing good? Okay. This is a specific definition that really is about the fact that we have more choices today than ever before. And because we have more choices, it actually takes more of our mental energy and our mental resources to make decisions about what we want. There's a great researcher, Dr. Barry Schwartz, who studied this and wrote a whole book about it. 
years ago called The Paradox of Choice. And it really intrigued me. When I was in grad school and he was one of our lecturers, I was intrigued because I was one of those people who was a maximizer. So a maximizer is someone who doesn't just look for the best option of all of their choices. They are looking to maximize, which means that even when they find the choice that would meet all of their needs, it would it would satisfy everything they've said that they wanted. They still think there might be something better. And so they don't actually make a choice at all because they believe that they're going to make a choice and then they're going to find out down the road, maybe, you know, maybe there was a cheaper option. Maybe there was an option with a slightly, you know, a better set of features. Maybe there's something that they're going to have missed out on. And so they really are in search of something that is elusive. We see this showing up in a lot of different ways. I mean, just try turning on the television or scrolling through your social media. There are an endless number of choices to entertain you. And in fact, you can spend so much time trying to find the best possible choice that by the time you make a decision, if you're watching TV, that show might already be done, right? You can spend as much time trying to make the choice as you would have spent being entertained by the choice in the first place. You can see it in the dating world. I mean, go back 60 years to the 1960s and your options were generally in the area where you lived, right? And so there was a you know, a limited number of choices, but among those choices, maybe you would find who that mate is. Today, well, it's not just your local area. It's not just your state. It's not just your country. I mean, if you want to date online, you could date anyone all over the world. There's always a possibility that you could find someone who has some benefits, some features that might be a, a bit better than the person right in front of you who may, in fact have everything that you've said you want. But if you believe that there might be something more that you're going to miss out on, well, why make that choice right now? The same can be true with ideas you have. Maybe you've already launched that business and you've got some killer ideas for services or products, but you haven't actually gotten started with creating the brilliant idea you have because you keep thinking there's something that might be a bit better. It's not even just about perfecting it. It is about the belief that there's always going to be something more. So Dr. Schwartz says that if you're a maximizer, there's something else to aim for. He calls it satisficing. <laughs> and I'm going to actually read for you the definition of satisficing. This was so very helpful to me because I realized, yeah, it's 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 a problem today that we don't even notice. In fact, one of the first things that intrigued me as I was listening to uh, his research years ago was uh, the idea of going to the grocery store today. And if you just go to the cereal aisle, you'll find a couple of hundred options for cereal between the brand, the flavor, whether you're getting the new and improved, the size of the box, family size, or you're getting the uh, the smaller one, the miniature version, <laughs> are you getting the name brand or the store-bought? 200 choices in the cereal aisle. Every single day, we're bombarded with more and more choices. 
we're advertised to with more and more choices. And as a result, a lot of times we don't make a choice at all. The thing is, choice is good. We actually um, experience a great deal of positive emotion from having some choices. This isn't to suggest that choice is bad. Choice is actually a very good thing. You don't want to feel like you don't have choices. We all want the freedom to be able to make choices and have options. The problem comes when we have too many choices. So it's like the difference between abundance and overabundance. <laughs> Having a gluttony of choice where you just become paralyzed. So he says to try satisficing. So I'm going to read this from Successful Women Think Differently. This is actually the special Barnes & Noble edition. If you don't recognize this one, that's why. It's their special uh, edition of the book. The key is to learn how to stop being a maximizer and start being a satisficer, according to Dr. Schwartz. The term satisficer is a combination of satisfy and suffice. It is about setting the minimum standard you'll need in order to be satisfied and deciding that when you find the situation or answer that meets the, the minimum, it will suffice. You are free to move on to other choices that need to be made. You let go of the anxiety that plagues maximizers, the fear that something better might be out there. It doesn't matter. You found an answer that will suffice, and your time and energy can be better spent moving on to other matters. Now, to be clear, satisficers are not slackers by any stretch. They are more content. They're more efficient in their work. They miss fewer important opportunities because they have the time to focus on the things that truly matter. Maximizers are more likely to get stuck, spend their resources trying to keep up with the Joneses, and they're actually more likely to be depressed. As America in particular has become a wealthier nation with more choices than ever, rates of happiness have decreased, depression has increased tenfold. But you can learn to make choices and decisions that increase success and happiness and ultimately create greater mental and spiritual well-being. So what we're talking about here is not having no choices. It is voluntarily shrinking the number of choices you have based on getting clear about what it is that you're looking for. A simple way to think about this is, for example, going out to dinner. I mean... For some, looking at that menu is so very exciting. <laughs> but if you've ever been to dinner with someone who just can't make the choice, they want to know from the waiter, from people around them, from anyone who's been to the restaurant before, right? What should I get, right? Because they want to get absolute best thing. But if you were to satisfy and you were to say, you know, I want something that's going to fill me up because I'm pretty hungry right now. And I want it to taste good. And, you know, maybe I want to spend this amount of money. When you find the thing, you go ahead and get it. Sure, there might be something else on the menu that you might like better. Who knows? Maybe you'll find out when you try it next time. <laughs> but this time, here are my standards. Here's what it is that I'm looking for. And when I meet it, I get it, I enjoy it, and I move on. I free up my energy for other things. You're sitting at dinner. Maybe you're freeing it up for conversation. Maybe you're freeing it up for real connection. 
So how do you satisfy? How do you do it? Again, it's not about doing the thing that is, you know, less than, right? This is about you setting your standard. It might be a high standard, but when you get there, you run with it. This is so important in everyday work and life. You might be maximizing around the house with your demands for what the house needs to look like and be like. You might be maximizing in those projects at work and taking a lot longer than it needs to take to get things done. You can do things with excellence and yet not be a maximizer, right? So here's how to do it. And again, this is habit seven from Successful Women Think Differently. So number one, voluntarily limit your choices rather than evaluating every available option. A lot of times we go out of our way to find every available option in situations where maybe it just doesn't warrant it. So maybe you want to say, okay, I've, I've got these criteria. I'm going to come up with three options. You come up with those options, you limit it, and it makes it a lot easier for you to make a decision, to make a choice, all right? Number two, determine what good enough is rather than insisting that every choice be about finding the best option. This is about getting clear about what's meaningful to you and what's not. So if you're making a major career shift because you've decided that what you're doing or how you're doing it doesn't work for you anymore, it's causing too much stress, perhaps you're not feeling satisfied, right? You're not really pulling on your strengths and your gifts. That might be an area where you spend a lot more time figuring out what your options and your choices are. And you might come up with more options. But there might be another area where it just doesn't warrant it. And so get clear about the choices you want to invest serious time into and the ones where it just really doesn't have a lot of impact. What happens is that when we are bombarded with so many choices, it actually wears down our willpower. It actually wears down our ability to distinguish between the choices that are actually important and the choices that aren't. And we end up treating everything the same. And that's a dangerous place to be. So you want to kind of step back and go, all right, what does this choice deserve in terms of my time and my energy? Three, lower your expectations about the outcome of any given decision. Now, that might sound a bit negative, but I want you to hear me out on this. A lot of times we believe that our choices are going to make us a lot happier than they will. <laughs> There's something called the hedonic treadmill. And generally what the research shows is that we are fairly poor predictors of what will make us happy. So we put a lot into choices that we think will make us happy when we manage to achieve whatever those things are, they do give us a boost of happiness. Like we may feel happier for a bit, but generally we return to a very similar level of happiness. So we end up saying, okay, what's that next thing? So if you insist on believing that whatever this choice is, is going to deliver all of this extra happiness, you may find yourself disappointed. So lower your expectations about how much that choice is going to deliver in terms of your happiness. Uh, lastly, stop comparing your decisions with everyone else's. This is where we often get into trouble. It's the upward social comparisons. So we're making a choice and rather than just saying, what's the right choice for me? What feels authentic 
for me. We can be tempted even when we already know deep down what the right choice is. We can start looking around. Well, what did she do? What did he do? Maybe, maybe I'm not getting it right because they look like they're really happy over there with this. As opposed to trusting our own ability to make choices for ourselves that will be the right choice. And when I say the right choice, that means also trusting that often there's a path that unfolds. And even if it doesn't look perfect, we often get exactly what we needed from that path. When we trust the process, when we look for the lesson, when we grow through the things we're going through. And so it's really important that you not put too much credence in what everybody else is doing, but start making choices that feel right for you. So are you a maximizer? <laughs> what have you been maximizing on? Maybe you've been maximizing on, on simple things, or maybe you've been maximizing on the big things and it's getting you stuck again and again. You're fearing that you're going to regret the choice that you've made. What if instead you simply made your list? Here are my minimum standards. Here's what I'm looking for. You might be shopping for a house you might be shopping for a new car. You might be shopping for a new TV. You might be making a decision about what idea you're going to move forward on. Get clarity about what your minimums are. These are the things I have to have in this choice. And if I have these things, I'm good to go. When you do that, you will know when a good choice presents itself. And what you really have the choice to do, and I think this is something all of us can exercise in the culture that we're in right now that's kind of always encouraging us that we need more and more and more. Very importantly, when you make that list to satisfy us, what you're saying is, here's what enough looks like. And we live in a culture that's constantly trying to convince us that what we have isn't enough. You can make a decision about what enough looks like, even if it's not enough for your sibling or your neighbor or your coworker, that doesn't matter. What does enough look like for you? And when you do that, you can start making choices from a place of confidence and courage rather than fear and insecurity that somehow there's something better on the horizon if you just wait. You can stop wasting your energy and your resources in this place of seeking overabundance. And you can start to realize that you have an abundance of everything you need right now. If only you can believe that you have enough already. So if you want a little more on this, if you want the actual definitions of satisfying and maximizing and my tips for how to start living in that way, to stop having analysis paralysis and getting stuck, Go to ValerieBurton.com forward slash podcast, and you can download exactly what I was just talking about from Habit 7 of Successful Women Think Differently. You know, being able to think differently is largely about growing into the person that you need to be in order to get to where you want to go. As I always say, how far you go is largely determined by how much you're willing to grow. And it's been so fun today to get to talk to you about one more way that you can grow that can free up some energy and help you make choices and get unstuck from that analysis 
paralysis. So until next time, remember, how far you go is determined by how much you're willing to grow. Thank you so much for listening. My goal with this podcast is to give you bite-sized strategies to help you close the gap between where you are and where you really want to be. But if you're looking for some more in-depth help, then I invite you to join us in the Successful Women's Academy. Each month in SWA, I give you the tools you need to coach yourself to conquer the fears, habits, and distractions that threaten to get in the way of your biggest dreams, sabotage your joy, and keep you from being the best version of yourself. You can find out more by visiting ValerieBurton.com forward slash SWA. I'll see you in the next episode of the Successful Women Think Differently podcast.